0: You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart.
1: Nick, it's been a while. Let's start with that. How's it going, given what you've been able to contribute to the Niners so far?
0: Well, it's been one heck of an experience, and I'll start off by saying this. Usually when we're on, we jokingly talk about the Jags, and uh, with that being mentioned, of course, Jake York comes up in the conversation. I've had an opportunity to uh, cross paths with him uh, on the field. and and the facility, and uh, there was a brief encounter where I started to bring up Cordell's name, (laughs) and then I decided not to. But uh, it's it's been a great experience. I'm looking forward to the guys tonight going out and uh, really competing. There's a lot of uh, positions are open uh, for guys to win starting jobs, and with this being pretty much a a young team, and it's just kind of crazy to even see that in today's NFL, but uh, this team is... uh, Possibly on an upswing and considering, you know, the future or the past, excuse me, of this franchise, uh, there's some great things that uh, await this franchise around the corner. But uh, it starts with tonight going out and uh, getting that first W in preseason against Kansas City.
2: You have the number one and number two pick for the San Francisco 49ers, Solomon Thomas, as well as Reuben Foster. Reuben Foster coming out of Alabama. Uh, we've seen Landon Collins and how he's played with the Giants and how he's caught on to the game instantly. Uh, has Reuben Foster, uh, coming out of Alabama, made that same transition so far from what you see?
0: Well, Cordell, you know that it is a very difficult transition, making that leap from the college level to the NFL. and uh, Expectations are always high. You mentioned the fact that those guys were taken uh, in the first rounds, uh, one and two for the San Francisco 49ers. But I can tell you it's been as advertised uh, of each guy coming out of college. Of course, there's always an adjustment and sometimes it happens faster for some guys. Others it takes a, a couple more games. But uh, the San Francisco 49ers fans, that, I, mean, I mean, for years to come, uh, they're, they're going to excite uh, the crowd. But it starts with getting that first preseason game under your belt. Um, now you can go out there and say, well, you can go and hit someone else in another uniform, and we'll get an opportunity to see, you know, the skills that we've seen thus far in training camp. Ruben fast, and Solomon actually go out there and utilize them against someone else outside their own teammates he's
1: Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber taking you around the league with our good friend, Nick Ferguson, the former NFL safety. Nick, your reaction to the big headline across the league today, Ezekiel Elliott suspended for six games. And if that suspension is upheld, how do you think the Cowboys play without him for a half dozen football games?
0: Well, obviously it's going to be very uh, difficult uh, for them looking at the level of production that Elliott was able to provide both he and Dak Prescott being amazing rookies for that, uh, Dallas Cowboys offense you're talking about more than 1,600 yards on the ground 15 touchdowns and he made his first playoff berth it's going to be difficult to try to replace that level of production even with how great that offensive line is for the Dallas Cowboys so now for for Dak Prescott luckily for him there's Darren McFadden Alpha Morris and Ronnie Hillman. now they're going to try to get those three backs to try to duplicate Ezekiel Elliott's uh, performance but you know, Alpha Morris, I mean, he is a veteran. We've seen flashes of the last year in preseason. He showed with a spin move that he still has the capability of a the tot- the to rock, but we have to see if he can live up and give them half of what Ezekiel Elliott, but it definitely changes that that dynamics for the Cowboys offense and Jared Jones is, is pushing right now to try to get this thing overturned. Like you said, you know, there's three days uh, to for Ezekiel Elliott to now go back to of the league and try to appeal the suspension. But what this should say not for just for Ezekiel Elliott but for other players, you have to be careful about the decisions that you make and the circumstances that you put yourself in. So uh whether the suspension is upheld, hopefully this is a learning experience for Ezekiel Elliott. I know, you know, this past year his name has been mentioned a lot more times than I'm sure Jerry Jones would like, but this is a situation that we're dealing with. Because the issue deals with domestic violence, that is a hot button topic, not just in football, but in our society, you know, everyone's taking a look to see, okay, what the league is going to do. And I know there's been a lot of criticism of the league. Well, why has it taken you this long to figure things out? But remember when Ray Rice situation hit and, and he was given a two game suspension and then we saw the videos like and then the league came out and gave him a more hefty uh suspension, everyone was like, Well, why did you give him two? and you didn't wait to do your due diligence. So the league this time, learning from the first situation, started to do their due diligence. Everyone wanted to ha- happen now, and I'm sure Jerry Jones wanted to figure it out. But now we know going into possibly the, the, the second week of preseason, Ezekiel potentially, if the appeal you know, is upheld, is an upheld, excuse me, you know, he will be out for those six games. And you look at those opponents that the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys have to face in that period, you know, it may not hurt them that bad. Yeah, you want him in that first game against the Dallas Cow- against the New York Giants because that team is in your division. But I be- believe the Dallas Cowboys will make it out of these six games uh, if he's still uh, suspended uh, on-, on the good side of things. So, so no need to panic.
2: Your former teammate and now GM John Lynch, uh, have you had the opportunity to uh, have a- to chop it up with him a little bit to? to get in his mind or, or he basically tell you how much of a transition or tough or good the transition has gone from him being a color analyst uh, to now all of a sudden having a chance to call the shots when it comes to personnel.
0: No, we, we really have not Cordell. We haven't had that opportunity, but if you, you know, the buzz around the building, if you listen to the buzz around the building, the, the, the fans, uh, some of the players who were here, uh during a tumultuous time with the 49ers and some of the new guys that are now here, they're very excited, you know, because you, you know about uh, what John was and what he brought to the game as a player winning the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and wanting to see how he's going to put piece this team together in years to come. And just looking at the fact that what he decided to do with, with Solomon and Ruben Foster, that shows exactly the direction that he's trying to take this team And and I I can tell you this, I mean, you know, there's been former 49ers around the building. Charles Haley's been around the building. Jerry Rice has been around the building. So the idea is trying to go back to what the 49ers organization was years ago, having those former players come back by and share their experience as far as what the organization means to them, you know, as far as players and, and what this current team needs to do to kind of get over that hump and get that whole 214 taste out of their mouth. So, you know, I like what John is doing. I like what Kyle is doing. But it's going to be exciting to watch this team uh, for years to come.
1: Nick Ferguson, the former NFL safety, is our guest on the NFL. Uh, tune in, Nick, last one for me, another Denver connection. Then Jake Heather moved on to Chicago, but he knew Adam Gase first in the Mile High City. So considering their rapport and what they did together a couple of years ago, in Chicago, how smooth do you think the transition is going to be for Cutler coming out of his semi-retirement?
0: Well, that's going to be based on how well he, uh, you know, plays in the game. Right now, Matt Moore is uh, is the quarterback. He's been in that offense as well. He deserves an opportunity uh, to have his day in the sun. But knowing as though Jay Cutler and Adam Gates have this chemistry under Gase, you know, Jay Cutler was able to keep his touchdown to interception ratio pretty low. And probably the best season he's had as a professional. So he understands the system. This is probably the best fit for both, you know, Jay Cutler who wanted to play more and just needed a team to give him that opportunity. And the Miami Dolphins and Adam Gates found themselves in a very difficult spot with Tanning Hill, you know, needing, you know, knee surgery. So it has the potential to work out. He is surrounded once again, the same way he was surrounded in Chicago with some great you know, receivers outside. Jay Ajayi definitely helped take the pressure off of him, but you know, it's still yet to be seen how well he's going to adjust coming back, even though he hasn't been out of the game that long. But see, really what his meant to state is, because it was really odd, and I found it odd. And Cordell, you as a guy who played the quarterback position, they find it rather odd, too, as well, when he was asked about being in shape, and he said, well, to be a quarterback, you really don't have to be in shape. So We'll see, you know, because I'm sure the defensive teams that they're going to have to face this year, they're going to get Jay Culler outside of the pocket and see how well his fitness and cardio is this season. Back to you, Brian.
1: Thank. Well, he he threw the thing to you about conditioning. <laughs> I thought you wanted to chime in there.
2: Yeah. No, I wanted you to get that with Brian because it was conditioning. Now, but to answer your question, conditioning is is. For, I think any athlete on the field uh, is the number one thing. You can know the playbook. You know, you can be one of the best in the game. Let's say that. Uh, if you're not conditioned, because you can go back to the Super Bowl last year. The Super Bowl last year, I think, was all about conditioning for that team in New England, but most importantly for the quarterback. That team on the other side in Atlanta, they ran out of gas. So when you talk about conditioning, when you talk about cardio, you can't do enough of it because it's a four-quarter game, and if you can be as con- best-conditioned team as you can possibly be, you'll have a chance to to overcome some adversity because someone's going to wear down. You just hope it's not you first.
0: Well, you know what, Cordell, before, before we get out of here, I, I'll, I'll add this to it. You know, when most people talk about the quarterback position, you know, we always talk about uh, the quarterback arm, how, how uh, fast or how long he can throw the ball down the field. When we talk about Jay Cutler, we've always referred to him as a gunslinger. But you know this as a guy that has played the position at a high level in the NFL. Yeah. You cannot throw the ball or push the ball down the field without your legs. So the fact that J. Cole said, hey, you don't have to be in condition to play the position. Yes, you do, because your, your legs, if they fatigue and you can't utilize them to slide and move in the pocket, it's going to make it really difficult also for you to push and drive the ball down the field. So it's going to be interesting, once again, to see if – that statement comes
2: back to biting. Well, Nick, I'll say this here. I'll say this about Jay Cutler and, and Brian. And I had this conversation about this, and we know every once in a while Jay Cutler can be a little sarcastic, but this team is on the brink of being really good. I thought they 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 kind of stuck their nose into winning ways to the point where it got them into uh, playing in the playoffs. I know they lost to the Steelers, uh, but remember, this guy was on his way to the booth. He was spending time with his kids. He was trying to get the rhythm and the cadence of being a a color analyst with two other guys in the booth. And then all of a sudden he gets a chance to be back into this competitive environment to the point where now he's sarcastic. I'm just a quarterback. I don't need to be in shape. If anything, he needs to be the most conditioned player. And the arm is one that I think that's just the natural one that that gets fatigued for any quarterback. But if his physical being is in shape and he's ready – with what he knows with Adam Gay's system from a from a standpoint of understanding him as a coach, his his system and what he wants, this team can have a chance to be good. But if he comes in with that, that that what is smoking cutler, you know, you know the little deal they have on Instagram <laughs> where he's got the the marble lights, you know, hanging off of his lip or whatever, um, it, it can it can be something that's pretty, pretty bad because they gave him a one year deal worth 10 million bucks. And you know they had Colin Kaepernick sitting there, he was on the list of he had Kyle Orton on the list and you had Brian Weber's favorite. Tim Tebow even was My on God. that list. Wow.
1: My guy, yeah.
2: So it, it needs to, he needs to, I think, address that again and just say he was, he was just happy and excited to be back because if it comes to a point, and you know down in Miami, we both, all three of us know. When it's humid and hot down there, you don't have any time to be in that weather no longer than you need to. And they have a minimum of every practice probably what anywhere from two and a half, three, maybe four hours every day they're out there. So he's got to get himself together and get himself in shape. But to say that lets you know that that's just being that's just J. Color being Jay Color.
0: Well, we, we, we'll find out which Jay Color uh, you know we'll, we'll get once we get to the regular season because if he is a guy that still wanted the opportunity to play the game of football, and Chicago wasn't giving him that. He has that opportunity. He's been given that opportunity. So let's see if he makes the best of it, and we'll see if Ryan Tannehill comes back and if the Miami Dolphins and Adam Gates are forced to make a decision. Do we stay with Ryan Tannehill, or do we continue to go with Jay Culler, who's had a very impressive year? So we'll have to see. But it's going to be definitely exciting. But I want to see if that fatigue factor, you mentioned that heat and humidity, I want to see how that plays a role and what Jake Culler we received this year.
1: Nick, we appreciate the time. Enjoy the game tonight in Kansas City. Tell Mr. York to send the six-year contract to Cordell in Atlanta, okay?
2: That will be nice, Nick. I appreciate it. You're a good guy. Well, if I see him on the sidelines tonight, I'll (laughs)
0: be. Thank you, Nick. We'll chat with you soon. All right. Talk to you guys later.